Welcome to a new season of HR Spark. I'm your host, Bill Hicks. This year with HR Spark, we're going to focus on spending time with HR leaders throughout the nation and really understanding what are the trends, what are the values, what's important to them, so we can share it with you, our guest. And today we're with Vivian Mazza. Vivian is one of the first four employees here at Ultimate Software. She's really laid the foundation for our culture. And today she's our chief people officer, really helping us shepherd an organization that wants to have a culture first, a people first organization. Viv, thanks so much for joining us. Honor to be here, Bill. Uh, such a pleasure. So Viv, uh, I mentioned you were one of the first four employees. Uh, you almost have a home field advantage because you were here from the very beginning. Yep. Can you share with us what it was like in the early stages of saying, we want to have a people-first organization? Well, it's funny because that wasn't even the thought. That wasn't something we wanted to aspire to do. We just thought that was in our DNA. And the four of us was Scott and Paul were going to sell, Debbie was going to run the, the implementation, and I was going to run the inside of the office, whatever that meant. But they always focus us, we're going to take care of the four of us and do whatever was needed. And it just grew. It just grew where our core principles were the same. People matter, take care of them and their families. And we try to make, at the end of the day, live a life that we can all support our own families. And that hasn't changed in 24 years. It's always been the support of taking care of the people that we have around us. Taking care of it. Well, and the thing is, it's interesting is there had to be some big moments in the first five years where you were challenged. Sure. How do I, can you share some of that? Like, what were the challenges and how did you overcome them? So a lot of, again, I think my background was not HR and payroll. I was an implementation consultant. So with the challenging of, I think what got me to where I am was that will to learn and grow. Um, so I always say to everybody to don't hire because if they have the skill sets, hire because they have the desire to grow and learn continuously. And the challenges we went from four employees to 150 employees out of Florida, you know, multi-state to knowledge challenge that we're international and global, there's challenges along the way. And it's what you do with those challenges of taking and embracing it as the opportunity. And that's what I did. And that's what we grew of. There's always, not challenges, but there's always opportunities and to become better every single day. But so, but you said that you didn't have that as a core, but it just happened. Yeah. It just happened that way. So you didn't say like, we have a guiding principle. Back then there probably was no such thing as a guiding no. principle. But then when you have the challenge, you say we just knew that's what we wanted to do but did you talk about it as a team was it no. just kind of who we who we were i say we who we who you were <laughs> yeah it wasn't something that was discussed it wasn't that's a great point it yeah. wasn't discussed it was it's just who we are as people and i think the same thing i said either you have it as your dna and, and embrace it or you don't change a lot of i get a lot of customers and prospects who want to know what did you do to change to make this culture great? We didn't change anything. We just did what we thought was the right thing to do from day one, and it was just value and care for people. And at the end of the day, run a business, and we got to make money because we are an organization, but that value, that ingrained belief of people matter was not something to be discussed. It was never a discussion item. No, it's interesting you say that because you know I've been with we've been together for 15 years, and I remember when I came to this organization, I wasn't really being interviewed about my technical skills. Sure but it was like who I was as a person. Yeah. What could you share with our audience of, of how do they build a culture around that, of like, this is just who we are? Well, I think too, it depends what's important for the organization from the top down. So if, if the mission is to just make money, people are replaceable, it doesn't matter what the people, and if they don't work, you replace them. That's fine, and there's a lot of businesses who actually run like that, 
But there's no tenure, there's no loyalty, there's no commitment. There's not, you lose that the people are going to go that extra mile uh, when you do that. Because at 9 to 5 is a job and people are out of here at 5 o'clock. And I think the difference with Ultimate is we hire people for personality and commitment and loyalty because there are those employees who are here till midnight because they got to take care of that customer issue. And everyone runs the business like it's their business. And I think that's the mission that we say that is everyone here has equity. And the same thing when you make it where this is, this is our business and we're 5,200 people and it's our business. This isn't a job. So that commitment, that loyalty, that dedication, that goes above and beyond that we told the employees, we'll take care of you, but you guys got to take care of us. And you got to take care of the business as your business. And I think when you do the messaging from the top, there's accountability there. And people take it as a commitment that I'm going to take care of this till it's done, not 5 o'clock, I'm out of here. And that's the difference in organizations where they really make the employees value in what they do. It's not a job. It is a family business. And what we've done at Ultimate for 29 years very well. The first step in creating a great culture is having alignment between the employees and the company. When hiring, think through the company culture and ensure that the new hires match that culture. People ask me, what's the secret sauce at Ultimate? I say we all row in the same direction. Yeah. And I think when I first met you, I remember it was like we were doing the Chinese rowing yes. races. <laughs> that and drums. that was you yes. were the drummer and you would yeah. be involved. And I think like, I think of that picture of who we are as an organization. So now for folks that don't live in a business that has that, we're all rowing in the same direction, we have empowerment. What's a tip or a trick they can do to just move the needle a little bit? Because it, it could take some organization sure. years to get there. How do they just move it just that little bit? And, and I emphasize with everyone too, it's the little things. And everyone has an impact on that culture and what the difference is. So there's a lot of behind the scenes that happens at Ultimate Software. And, and the stories of our amazing individuals, if it's someone, look, if it's, if it's a story of someone had a miscarriage or someone had a fire in their house, I love the fact that employees say, we did something. And it's not just from the top, it's your people. And when you empower them to do the right thing, and for us, for 29 years of ingrained, always do the right thing, it takes, it, 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 it goes by itself that it doesn't come from the direction of leadership, that it's ingrained in people and the people you hire. That is the little things they do. The same thing when we started four of us, we still celebrate the same traditions now, 29 years later with 5,200 people that we did when it was four of us. So we have, still have birthday celebrations and we have ice cream truck, but it's the little things of, you know, Friday's employee appreciation did. So I got everybody a Starbucks card. But it's the little things, if your leadership is not, if your top management is not believing that and, and, and drinking the Kool-Aid, your people at the bottom can make a difference and empower, even if your leadership does not believe it. And you talk about the simple things. I think it's some of the stuff just being here in the same uh, corporate environment is the, the flower person comes yes. and we give out flowers randomly to employees and it means so much. Or you're in a restaurant and you see another employee at another table and you buy their lunch. Um, it's, these are things I've learned from working with you. Yeah. It's just like you talk about the simple things. Those are simple things that I see the value of it. It's just, it's, it's, it's acts of human kindness. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all it is. It's just kindness and treat people like they matter. Because if, again, if you're in an environment that they feel that there isn't certainty, there is safety, a lot of our employees feel safe here. But all of our employees feel safe. We've built a community of a diverse, very inclusive, a place of belonging where everyone feels safe and it's been ingrained in them that everyone matters. Everyone has a voice. 
And you have to do that. And when you do that, there's empowerment and there's loyalty and there's dedication that you cannot put a price on that. To enhance a company's culture, it starts with little things, simple acts of kindness. This will lead to empowerment, loyalty, and dedication. You have a manager in another team that is not following that, that method. They're not following that. Now, I know part of it is like, well, then they're not part of our team. But what encouragement or what advice could you say, like, if that's someone on my team, what could I do to help that person recognize that everybody matters? Because part of it's just who you are. Yeah. But how do we self-correct that? Yeah. And the same thing, number one, we do survey the employees a lot using our product. Um, and usually when we do two um, surveys a year, is really for the employees to tell us how their manager is doing. Do they empower you? Are they open to you? Are they communicating with you? Are they using tools to develop you? So it does matter what the employees at the bottom are telling us about the managers. And the same thing, then we evaluate those. Is it, did we put someone in the wrong position? So we need to coach them better. So if there's an outlier out there, we're going to find out eventually. Because again, it's that commitment from the employees. And I think everyone vouches for each other. And it's easy for an employee to come to me to tell me or another leader to say, they're not a right culture fit. This person, and look, we don't get it right 100% of the time, uh, but they won't last long either if we made a bad choice. And it's but, and you have to act on those. It, you said something interesting, because I remember back in the day when we didn't have the technology to do yeah. this, and I used to sit around the corner from you, and there'd be people always in your office, because yeah. you were all of that. And now we leverage technology to kind of really decipher okay, where is there's legitimate concerns? Sure. Where is it, you know, fan favorites or just disgruntled employees? Um, so it's interesting you highlighted that because I know I use that in my tool yeah. in my team of identifying who's really the high achievers as well. But now we we talked about technology, we talked about the culture. But what do, what do we see going forward with the industry of HR? I mean, if you had to predict the next year or two, what are going to be those topics that we talk about in the future? Well, I think too. I think in my growth of 29 years and going from four to 5200 globally, um, I'm relying much more on data. I think artificial intelligence and data and see where are my gaps, even you know, my diversity inclusion, I'm using much more metrics and data. Again, it was easy when I had 2,000 employees. It's not so easy now I have you know, globally 5,200. I don't mean to interrupt you. I don't think it was easy at 2,000. It wasn't easy, it but it's gotten much more challenging. <laughs> yeah, right. It was never easy, even at four, but it was much, it's much more challenging now. And you have to rely um, that data. Data for me, I've used it more and more where I realize even the performance reviews and I'm using the metrics and I'm using my gaps and even for my diversity and inclusion and I'm seeing even my recruiting. Data for us, I think it's in the HR field, is gonna be much more critical in determining where are you missing? Where are you leaving someone out? Or where is that feedback? So I think data analyzing and artificial intelligence is gonna be a big, big critical use for us. So I, everywhere I go, everybody's talking about artificial intelligence and it's, it's some of its fear, some of its positive outlook. How do you see, we talked about the data, so obviously that's gotta be right, but how do you see artificial intelligence changing the playing field in human resources? Well, I think too, I think you can never replace the human contact. That is something, that's my forte at Ultimate Software is really being that where I'm having conversations. I think that can never replace. So you can never take a human out of human resources. So artificial intelligence will guide you as a metric, but you can't rely solely on artificial intelligence. So a lot of those time that you might know you're getting some feedback, some metrics back, that you have to understand, you know, there's an employee who's not being rated great here, with, and then the, the employees, the team doesn't look happy, but it could be 
one or two employees that you know on a performance plan or disgruntled, didn't get the raise and increase. So you have to use it as a grain of salt, but I think the biggest factor is don't you lose that human connection for me. And with all the artificial intelligence stuff, I think that human factor in HR is super, super always critical to discuss this of who we are. A popular human resource trend focuses on data. Great data can lead to predictive analytics, artificial intelligence with human engagement, and employee surveys with natural language processing. So Viv, one of the things I think was one of the biggest game changers in the past few years here is how you introduce community of interest. And it almost just happened. And yep. the next thing you know, we had three of them out there. Share with the folks of what that means, because everybody could do this. And it is truly a game changer in this business. Yeah, and I can tell you, there's so many um, areas where there could be such an impact to your culture that really when I talk to customers too, they're like, well, we don't have the money you guys have. But something like that for the communities of interest where Absolutely. I started, it has nothing to do with money. And that I created the first one in 2014. I did Pride Us, which was the LGBT community, which is really people respecting individual differences empower us. And that was because I had two individuals on my team who were gay, and in talking to them, I wanted to create a forum for them where I knew our population was growing. I knew there were LGBT employees out there. I wanted, again, the focus of the people matters and give them something to have a voice. That was a perfect thing that it actually took legs of itself that created the first one and then evolved because I did the pride us. Again, you have to have a mission. So again, I, you can't have something that just gets created and doesn't go anywhere. So again, we set a mission, but there is an executive committee member. There is a budget that we gave them to spend because they had to engage the employees, but they also have to remember to give back to the community. So they had to do and do a difference in the community and engage the population. And it doesn't matter if you're gay or not, but there's a lot of people who are allies. So when you do those, whatever you choose to do, um, you have to make sure that you have support from everyone in the organization, and it's not that group. So we did the Pride Us, actually it was a great kickoff across the entire organization, super popular. Uh, then we came up with one personally that I wanted to do for the woman in leadership. So we did that one in 2015. I am an executive committee member of that one. Uh, but again, then I also realized as an organization, 50% of our employees are women. Uh, so again, I realized that it was not something that just that we could do in headquarters. So I have seven subcommittees in the largest regions who there are subcommittees and you and I empower those to make a difference for the women in their regions. Uh, we did that one in 2016. We did the OT vets. We have over 140 veterans here. And again, I think because it is in our DNA to care for people that everyone matters and giving back. And I thought when you do that for veterans, well, we've gotten so many veterans who've said that I've never been recognized in my organization. And that to me, that's mind blowing. Like these are people who sacrifice their lives. Absolutely. So every time we hire a veteran, we sell them a welcome package to say, welcome to Ultimate Software and thank you for your sacrifice. Those little things go a very long way. So we have actually a community of interest for the Ultimate Veterans, uh, which we do intentional recruiting too for these marginalized employees where they don't get represented enough. We're doing focused inter intentional recruiting in these in these areas. The last one we did was Ulti Hope. So as an HR professional, which is behind the scenes, but I have a lot of employees who find out they have cancer. I personally have not been affected by cancer, fortunately, but there's a lot of survivors I know at Ultimate Software that I gave them a voice now. So we created the fourth community of interest for Ulti Hope, which is really those are six uh, survivors, one caretaker, 
who is a mentor. We have a big mentorship program. So every time someone has cancer, they get a welcome package of a duffel bag, giving them hope, and they can talk with someone who's been there, done that, who knows the resources, who knows the tools, who can experience and tell them what they go through. So that has been super impactful. The last one we did was this year, uh, we had a woman of the year who one of her initiatives was to do women in tech. So we have, like everybody else, but we have to increase and move that needle for technology because we are the number one place to work in women and we're the number one place to work for women in tech. But we have to walk the walk. Right. So we created Women in Technology where executives and the women in, in product development created our group, a forum, where they can share resources and speakers and tools and what are their challenges. But again, it's all about empowering your employees that their voice matters and their decisions matters, which well, then filters down to everyone in the organization. So a lot of people come to work for us just because the community of interest. Because that says something about an organization. Well, and it creates, because they all have a component of equality into Absolutely. it. Or hope, or yeah. care, or, or we're in this together. You talked about, it's community, right? Yep. You're creating community, not just for those individuals, but for all of us around them to know like, we're all in this together, and to recognize individuals for who they are. Uh, yesterday I got in the car, and uh, to go to lunch, and the guy I was going to lunch with had his Ulti Vet shirt on, yeah. and, the first, and he's a buddy of mine. I was like, yeah. hey, how great it is. And uh, it's so ironic, we talked about the delivering the flowers, and who came in? Yeah. The flower Our guy. Flower. Bob, the flower guy. <laughs> Bob, the flower guy. <laughs> Communities of interest can help elevate your company's culture. Examples include LGBTQ, veterans, women in leadership, cancer support, or anything else your employees have interest in. Well, Viv, everything you just mentioned with communities of interest is something that everybody here who's watching Absolutely. this can do. None of that costs much money. Nope. Some of it doesn't have to cost any money. It's just commitment, it's empowerment like yeah. we talked about before, and it's a desire to, be, to make a difference. And it creates pride. People are proud to be here and then know they represent Pride us and women in leadership and women in technology. And like, there's there's a safety there in these organizations. So no one here is to stab anyone's back. Everyone here is welcome. And everyone feels a, a sense of safety where it gives them pride, where it creates loyalty and commitment. It's not rocket science to do this culture, but you just have to be committed to do the right thing and make sure you are showing the employees that you matter and you care. You got to keep the human and human resources. Absolutely. Every well, day, everyone. Viv, thanks so much. You're this was welcome, fantastic. Bill. Thanks again. Thank you. We'll see you next time on HR Spark. Take care.